technical difficulties podcast where we try to record the first three minutes 75 times in a row. I'm Tyler. This is my co-host. This is the part where you say your name. Ah, Big Bear. Say your fucking name, you piece of (laughs) shit. (laughs) My name would happen to be Alexander the Shitty. So today we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. Big poo-poo Mortal Kombat. And, Big um, stinky. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. So uh, you have 10 seconds. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You should be prepared because we've done this multiple times. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, why the fuck didn't you know that we were going to do this? Uh, the movie's on HBO Max. I don't recommend that you watch it. Zero out of five. It's a piece of shit. Better off watching the 95 movie that you can get for like six bucks on Blu-ray. All right, let's fucking get into it. What a giant piece of shit. So I watched this movie on Friday, and I fucking hated it. There is some importance going into this to know that I am a massive Mortal Kombat fan. I loved Mortal Kombat 11. I've loved Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, 4, fucking Shaolin Monks. Even the shitty little PS1 games that were like $20 because they almost canceled them, like Special Ops and Mythology Sub-Zero have some sort of fucking semblance of kind of importance to me because they're so shit that they're, like, at least kind of interesting, you know? I was uh, and not I, impressed. I, yeah, I love the 95 movie. Um, Annihilation is a piece of shit, but whatever. Um, so I like the games a lot. Um, are you a fan of the games as well? Yes. I played a okay. shit ton of MK9. Yeah. Have you played the most recent one? Uh, I did not. Okay. So, some things going into this movie that we knew. It's a first-time director. It's a movie that's going straight to HBO Max. There had not been any images or even trailers for the movie until March. That's a little concerning. That is concerning. Um, so... My expectations were incredibly low. Even with my incredibly low one out of five expectations, this movie somehow managed to not only surpass those expectations in a bad way, but managed to retroactively make me somewhat dislike certain elements of the Mortal Kombat series that I previously had kind of loved. So. Now you're a little mm-hmm. uh, depressed about it? No, because at the end of the day, it's a shitty movie, and who gives a fuck? But it was genuinely one of the most anticipated movies of the year for me as far as just, I want to see how this turns out. Um, I'm always of the mindset that at the worst case scenario, they make something bad, and like it's bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you reboot something or whatever, like it's not exciting. My only real problem with the Mortal Kombat thing is, and I guess Warner Brothers hasn't really made any fucking movies, obviously since like the '90s. So it's not like they gave a fuck about this property. But they they bait the shit out of this movie for a sequel. I don't want a sequel. I want them to go back to the fucking drawing board, give this movie to people who are actually fucking qualified to make a decent movie. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Like, could you not have got the fucking John Wick people to just make a fucking Mortal Kombat movie? Because that's... The, the thing about Mortal Kombat is not... 
that it's violent or gory or whatever. Those are elements of the games that are good, right? Like, everyone remembers fatalities and brutalities. And that was, I mean, I guess that'd be, like, the main thing that attracted people to the game, but... Yeah. It's what you, it's what gets your foot in the door. But what's good about Mortal Kombat, and it's, it's more different for fighting games, right? Because it's, like, the reason why we play Smash Brothers is uh, obviously the the clash of characters, but it's like the gameplay. There's an interesting aspect there to the gameplay. Mortal Kombat has that as well. I mean, the gameplay is good, but the, the thing that works for Mortal Kombat the most is that it has this massive roster of almost Marvel-like characters yes. that all have these intricate, interesting, like, multi-layered plots that interconnect with all these characters and there's a million things going on and all this shit right like and certain characters don't interact with certain ones and other ones have humongous like you know weaves of passages and stuff like this like just as an example for this right let's take the character of scorpion oh my god a character, for instance, that has an incredibly interesting kind of backstory and interconnectivity with all these different characters, because he is inherently kind of an anti-hero, but he often will side with the kind of the Earth good guys, whatever. But if it doesn't benefit him, he won't. True. Right? There's an interesting thing there with that. Then you've got characters like Sonya Blade, who has an interesting character with the whole Earth stuff as well, because she's a military, like, you know, personnel, etc. Raiden, you know, there's lots of characters who turn good and turn bad, and it's very... The best way to put it is it's very pro-wrestling, right? Like, at certain moments, there will be someone who's a champion, and then at other moments, you know, the belt moves, or, you know, places or whatever. And so, you go back to, like, that kind of 90s wrestling, or, or, like, mythology, right? Like, it's all these interconnected plots. Like Spider-Man has an interesting relationship with Captain America that is not similar to the relationship the, that Iron Man has with Captain America. That's not similar to the relationship that Iron Man has with the Hulk. It's not similar to the relationship that Wolverine has with the Hulk, which then makes the Spider-Man and Wolverine like relationship very different. And so that's kind of how Mortal Kombat works is like there may be two characters on opposite sides that are somehow very connected. And so then in the stories and the way that these plots move and stuff like that you get to the tournaments and you get to the fights and stuff like that and then there is a razor high tension because you know based on the franchise and what got you to the door that certain characters are going to be murdered and the games the newer ones play with this very well um in previous games because they were older there really wasn't like you know interconnectivity like this like you'd beat the no. arcade ladder or whatever and then you'd get like a little blurb about whatever the fuck but it wasn't like a drawn out actual plot and so i think the biggest problem with the movie is that it is missing that interconnectivity because there's so many things that mortal kombat fans on the surface would want right everybody has their own special like character that they like or a character that they want to see or a favorite character or whatever the fuck right like there's a million of these fucking things 
everyone has one everybody likes a certain character everybody whatever it's the same thing as marvel right some people are big black panther fans and some of them are big captain america fans and some people are big spider-man fans like me and some people don't give a fuck about certain things right there's certain people who don't give a fuck about the fantastic four and there's other people who love the fantastic four and it's kind of similar with mortal Kombat, where there's certain people who only give a fuck about sub-zero or scorpion who are kind of the ninja characters or only give a fuck about the monks like Liu Kang and stuff like that. So it's a difficult thing to kind of balance. But what you can't do is go, here's 97 characters and <laughs> them have any backstory. And we're just going to assume that you know who the fuck these people are because the series has been fucking rebooted and brought back and rebooted and brought back so many fucking times that even for someone like me who's played a shit ton of these games, I don't know what the fuck, like, I can't fill it in because I don't know what version you're going with. Is this kind of a, like a spiritual sequel slash like C-boot, re, like, you know, sequel thing to the original films? Or is it a sequel to the games? Or is it like, what the fuck are we doing here? It's you like, know, not even so you that baggage with you because there's too many different versions and everyone brings their own interpretation of whatever that character is and then it's like no one really knows what the fuck is happening also you can't just introduce a character that's not from the fucking games that no one cares about it is supposed yeah, to be a that, that was shit. Have, and then have him murder every single fan favorite character and you just be like oh that's cool i mean a job it's like it's like someone who it's like someone who's like sitting on the fucking bench for like the Pistons getting up and just hitting fucking threes on Jordan like it's nothing. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like you didn't <laughs> what the fuck? Where did this guy come from? You know what I mean? You can't do that. Like it, it just doesn't it doesn't work. No one gives a fuck about this character. And after seeing this movie, I really don't give a fuck about this character. I wish that they would have gone with my idea what that the I pitched, fuck? which is Alina shit. Oh my god! So, okay, let's just recap the fucking movie because I feel like a lot yeah. of this shit is not even... Some things that I thought were stupid. As we get to them, I think we'll I, we'll get okay. there. Okay? This movie's very vivid in my brain because I, I don't like it. There was multiple uh, things where I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. So, the film starts out and it shows you kind of the backstory stuff between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. It's feudal Japan. Um, Sub-Zero is part of this Chinese clan of ninjas and stuff like that. And then Scorpion is part of this other clan of ninjas in Japan. And so Sub-Zero shows up, and they don't really explain why they're fighting or anything or about this, why this, um, why they're fighting at all. They're just like, oh, it's two ancient clans, whatever. Sub-Zero shows up and just fucking slaughters all of Scorpion's family. And then he, you know, kind of baits Scorpion into fighting him. And then Scorpion gets, you know, his ass kicked and basically gets murdered. And then yeah. he disappears, turns into flame or whatever. Now, while uh, Scorpion was, like, kind of getting his ass kicked or whatever, or was out going to be at water or some shit, I don't remember what the fuck is happening. He was, um, floundering in the leaves or floundering in the forest. You got to fill up some buckets of water. Um, if only he would have thrown him at him like he, fucking Liu Kang did in the 95 movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I swear, that had to be a reference. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of interesting references to stuff, but 
I don't know. You can't just throw in Easter eggs and make me think that I'm going to give a fuck. Um, so, like, you know, he gets murdered or whatever, but he hid some kind of, like, this little baby or whatever um, that has his, his little baby. Little baby. And it has Mortal Kombat dragon markings, like the iconic logo. And Raiden shows up and he grabs the baby. Raiden is this uh, lightning god type dude um, who had probably the most racist accent I've ever heard in a fucking movie. I felt like I was watching Breakfast at Tiffany. Um, oh like that shit. Holy fuck. I was like, how are we getting away with this in 2021? How did, how are there no articles written about this? Um, but anyway, so the movie starts and roll the credits, whatever. Then we see this character named Cole Young who has a similar mark, and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm an MMA fighter, or whatever. And he gets his fucking ass kicked. I mean, he just gets his shit rocked like a fucking jobber, just like a fucking like the bench player that he is. And so, um, Jax, the big black fucking military dude, shows up. And he's like, you're chosen. I got You got to come with me because you got the same birthmark that I do. And then all of a sudden, um, Shang Tsung, who's a fucking sorcerer, evil man, is like, I'm going to go uh, send Sub-Zero to go kill this motherfucker who has the marking. And we're going to kill all of the, um, all the good guys because um, every year or whatever, we have a tournament for the realms. And uh, we've beaten their ass nine times. And I'm, yeah. they're fucking... They suck. And so I'm going to go kill all of their fucking champions and shit so that way the tournament can't even happen because then we'll just win by default and we'll take over their world. Uh, blah, 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 bad guy shit, Thanos, who gives a fuck? Um, same motivation that every single character has had since fucking Infinity War. So um, that happens, and then they send Sub-Zero. A really mediocre fight happens between Jax and Sub-Zero um, because he sends the jobber to go to... a military compound and uh then he gets his fucking arms like torn up or whatever and his arms get ripped off by sub-zero and then sub-zero just you know we don't ever see any resolution of you know how jacks uh, survived later or anything like that because who gives a fuck so um you know then we get to this coal guy and he's like at this compound or whatever and he runs in this character named sonia who's the fan favorite from the game she's a military person uh, blah, 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 blonde hair, whatever. And she's like, oh, your exposition drop. You're this chosen. Tells him basically fucking everything. And he's like, you're this chosen person, whatever. And in the process, you know, they throw in 700 Easter eggs about characters that you know from the games or whatever the fuck and True. make you seemingly think that you're going to care. And then, you know, they spend a minute explaining why Mortal Kombat is spelled with a K instead of a C. Um, the, the, you that, know, that made time, me time could have been... All this time that could have been spent, you know, developing the characters or doing literally anything interesting at all. I mean, the movie is literally um, 20 minutes less than Parasite. So, you know, it's we can't develop the characters in time. That Sorry. Me we have to, uh, so hard. They, showed, they showed a picture of, like, ancient writing and someone literally just, like, spray-painted Mortal Kombat on top of it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, it's seen all around the world. And just that. That's yeah, Insert exposition here. So, anyway, um, you know, she's like, blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, you know, we hear this little fucking Australian dude out of nowhere that's who's chained up to a chair. And he is like, you know, uh, 
Oi, mate, you gonna fucking free me? And she, uh, he's like, no, I don't know who the fuck you are. And she's like, oh, exposition drop. This is Kano. He's a serial killer. He's super violent. He has a marking. And then he's like, well, you don't have a marking. And she's like, oh, I feel bad because I don't have this marking. When? And um, she's like, well, what we have to do is we have to go find uh, Lord Raiden, who, you know, was able to magically find this baby at the beginning, but can't find them despite the fact that he's like the person who's supposed to seek them out, whatever. Yeah. And so they go to the middle of some fucking desert and Kano's like, I know where it is. Never explain how he knows where the fuck it is. And um, he's like, I'll, I'll lead you there. They fight for a little bit. They bicker back and forth. Who gives a shit? A bunch of really shitty one-liners that feel like Joss Whedon wrote them. And then, um, you know, we get to the fucking temple. And they're like, oh, here's Liu Kang and Kong Lao and all these fucking characters that you would give a fuck about if we developed them at all. But no one gives a shit because it looks like a shitty sci-fi movie straight to fucking DVD. So, um, and none of our actors look like any fucking characters. And you don't know who the fuck any of them are. So we have to clearly say... Hi, I'm Liu Kang. I shoot fire out of my hand. This is who so. I... Yes, this is the character from the hit video game. Insert title here. Um, like they literally do this. I mean, every single character walks up and like Sub Zero says, "I am no longer whatever I, fuck his name." I Han. Yeah, some shit like that. And he's like, "I am now Sub Zero," and it's supposed to be like dun dun dun. Uh, and oh my god the blue ninja who's been in every fucking game who on all the marketing material it says sub fucking zero and in the trailer every single character says their fucking name so that way fanboys wouldn't freak out that these characters aren't in the fucking movie wow cool um like holy shit did sonic the hedgehog the fucking movie have to say hi i'm sonic the hedgehog (laughs) from sonic the hedgehog like, holy shit, you don't have to fucking... God damn, I can't wait for Mario Brothers when he says, I'm Luigi Mario of the Mario Brothers famous video game franchise from 1985 made by Nintendo of America. Like, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be a great fucking moment. Um, you know, just an iconic film quote that they'll use in the Oscars and award shows for time to come. Can't wait to right. see what award movie gets next year. You know, I'm sure it'll be beating out the card counter and other classic films like a uh, Black Widow, you know. So, because mm-hmm. um, we're really in for some fucking treats this year. Um, but uh, anyway, fucking, where was I at? Oh, so they go to the fucking temple, and they're like, "Oh, there's these things that you're supposed to get. They're like basically superpowers. They're called what are they called again? It's your arc something. Yeah." It's your superpower. You can unlock a superpower if you have this dragon thing. And um, Kano's like, where the fuck is mine? And then he learns how to shoot a laser beam out of his eye. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden, someone's like, hey, uh, I think it's Cabal, who is a character that they never explain, never, but he's supposed to be um, like part of the... Uh, what the fuck is he? I know, I've never... I don't know. I don't think I've ever understood... He was part of the dragon... Yeah, an arms dealership with Kano, um, who like he gets burnt at some point because he's wearing a gas mask and he can run really fast. And um, then they show Melina, who's like this uh, in the video games at least, because they never explain who the fucking these people are in the movie. So you're like, I don't know what the fuck their powers are in this. So like, 
they show Melina and she's like, uh, I'm a fucking, you know, weird person who has big teeth and I bite people and I'm a cannibal, basically. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't explain any of the intricate relationships between any of these characters or why they matter and all this shit. And then um, they tease Goro, who's this big fucking four-armed monster fucking... I mean, he's the final fucking boss. Like, he is annoying as shit. One of the most annoying fucking final bosses in video game history. Incredibly fucking difficult. Like, the definition of a motherfucker to fight. True. So, like, um, he's just a pain in the ass. And so, and he's also like humongous. He's he is like the final, you know. He's the final boss. He's the guy that they bring in. He's the heavy. He's the oh shit. And by the way, we have he's the Incredible Hulk of the team. So like, um, you know, he's the trump card. And so uh, they build up. You know, they they quote unquote build up. They show you glimpses of all these characters, and so that way you kind of have an idea of what their powers are and all this shit. And then, um, oh, and at some point, Raiden makes a force field because Shang Tsung and all of his little evil guys show up, and he they're makes, like, "Yeah, we're gonna fuck a, you up." A force field that looks like, uh, like a background. Yeah. Um. To try to, you know, so that way his guys have time to train. Um, Raiden nowhere to be seen during all this training doesn't help at all. Um, which you know actually bizarrely similar to the games because he's incompetent as fuck in those two. Um, <laughs> but like, so, uh, with his racist ass, it's like, I can't even fucking get into it. Oh, sh- hell yeah, dog. That's my song. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're training, training, training. They cut a couple of them unlock their powers, all this shit. And then, um, it goes, and then all of a sudden they like bribe Kano, and they're like, "Hey, if you just unlock this force field, like we'll pay you a shit ton of money." And he's like, "That sounds fucking sick." So they unlock the force field, and then um, they all start fighting each other. Kung Lao gets murdered. He gets his soul sucked from fucking um, uh, not he like get the Kung sucked out of his dick. Yeah, he gets well, he gets his soul sucked. He uh, like Shang Tsung took his hand. <laughs> He puts his hands on his fucking chest <laughs> and then he sees the eye effect of him dying and turning like all gray and shit and then he dies. He um, that, you know. He got that suckage. So before that, um, <laughs> before that though, he kills this this little vampire woman who I don't even know who the fuck that was supposed to be. She was I think it's supposed she to was some random I think it's an Atara from the fucking shitty ass PS2 games, because they had a bunch of when PS2 games came out. There was like a bunch of really like, just who the fuck is this characters that would show up, like Dramen and all these fucking jobbers, and so she's one of them. And she gets murdered in literally like two seconds. Like he fucking throws his little spinny hat on the ground like a fucking you know. Uh, like I have a- to admit that was actually my favorite. He runs her face right into the fucking thing, and. Um, they do that. Um, I didn't even. I skipped over my favorite scene in the entire movie because it was not even really that memorable. Um, which is the uh, reptile fight. Oh, that was kind of interesting, but then it ended really lame. I know you liked reptile a lot, and I okay. do too. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Reptile is probably my. 
I'll just I have to go back. I'm trying to remember things, and it's fucking impossible because this movie's such a clusterfuck. Because there's no, there's not really any plot. It's just kind of an event. It's just kind of a series of events occur, and then they just kind of make you fucking tie everything together, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess who gives a shit? Um, and so there's this character named Reptile who's like a really evil ninja man, and in this he's a literal lizard. Um, and he shows up whenever uh, Kano is tied to the chair. And Sonya's explaining all the exposition, and then he tries to kill him. And he turns invisible, and Kano sticks a flare onto him, so that way he's not as invisible, so that way he can't see him. And then um, they fucking throw a knife at his chest, and then Kano rips his fucking heart out like the original Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. game. And they wink, and they nod, and all this stuff. I thought that was kind of interesting, because I like reptiles, so seeing you know some of the moves from the game actually be kind of incorporated was actually kind of cool. But I didn't give a fuck, really, to be honest, because it just kind of looked like shit the entire time. Um, it looked like the shitty Disney movie John Carter from Mars that came out in, like, 2010. Um, back to what I was saying. So, anyway, uh, Kung Lao gets fucking murdered because they have to keep this Cole character alive for some reason, even though he has no powers at all. And then they teleport everyone to little areas because they're like... Or they ask Cole, they're like, do you want to go home? Do you just want to fucking give up? And he's like, yeah, I'm done. I, I quit. And so um, they fucking, he goes home and uh, all of a sudden he's like with his family, he's giving them big hugs and all this stuff. And all of a sudden Goro shows up and he's like <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's banging on the barn door and he's like <laughs> and he's like about to fuck up this Cole character. And he punches him really hard into a car, which probably would have killed him. And sure, then, yeah, because um, yeah, he literally one hits motherfuckers in the games. Like, that's how it works. If you get, he's like lava. If you get touched by him, it's a fucking rap. So then he starts going after this coal guy's fucking, uh, his family. Yeah. And he's like, rap, rap. so anyway, <laughs> so, anyway, the coal guy yeah. all of a sudden, and his power, his power is that he has a big suit. He has literal plot armor. Where if he gets hit really hard, it's like it's like a body suit. It's just strapped onto his abdomen. His arms aren't really protected at all. His legs aren't really protected at all. Which this is worth mentioning because Goro's main move is that he lifts you up with his fucking his normal he has four arms. He lifts you up with his bottom set of arms. Uh-huh. His little uh little spider arms. And he picks you up, and then with his two big top ones, he rips your fucking arms off, which he could have done because his arms weren't protected at all. Goro, an idiot, keeps on punching him in the fucking chest, which gives him more power, kind of like the Black Panther suit in that movie, where if you punch, all of a sudden it has like a little shockwave that shoots out, and then all of a sudden there's two little blades that grow on his fucking side of his thing. That's cheating. But anyway, so he fucking slices Goro open, and then he fucking slices his hand open, and then he cuts his head off. And he's like, I'm ready to do this shit. So he goes back, and then they do a shitty, like, five-minute montage of all these characters fighting. And Jax is like, I want Raiko, who's this shitty little, like, dude with a hammer, who I'm sure a million people thought was Shao Kahn, who's, like, the actual big bad of the franchise. Yeah, I've, I've never seen for he's like a very fucking he's a jobber he sucks he wa- his gimmick is basically in the same way that kylo ren really wants to be Vader, 
he really wants to be Shao Kahn. Like, he's like, oh, fuck, I really want to be this guy. Oh um, they even allude to incredibly gay in the fucking uh, in the games, which is... But, um... And there's even been, like, fan theories that he actually is Shao Kahn and all this shit. Um, which, you know, he gets super murdered, so that's not gonna happen. But they cut to a five-minute shitty montage that's, like, um, Melina versus the Cole character, and then, um... Kano versus Sonya, and uh, Sub Zero is nowhere to be found currently. That's really weird. And then, um, uh, I fucking, you know, just fighting. And so Jax beats the fucking shit out of this. Oh, well, now that he has his big metal. <laughs> no, he, he, he teleports in and he's like, hey, fuck. And then this dude, literally two seconds later, is already charging at him. Like, the, it yeah. cuts so quick. He gets fucking uppercutted into the fucking moon and then he claps his hands like that and his fucking head explodes. And he's like... And then, um, which sounds way cooler than it was because it was really fucking lame. <laughs> and the head stupid. explosion looked like shit. The head explosion literally happens before he even claps his hands anywhere near. So you could tell that the CGI was just like incredibly mistimed. Um, there's also fatalities that were in the trailer that are just straight up not even in the fucking movie. Um... And then, because um, it shows someone getting fucking uppercutted, like, and half their body just splits in half, which in the trailer looked really fucking cool, but in this it looks like shit. And then um, he fucking, you know, Melina gets her shit clapped by Sonya. Kano gets stabbed in the fucking eye with a garden gnome. Melina um, was fighting Cole. Yeah, but she, then Sonya kills Kano, gets her little dragon mark, and then shows up and uses her little yeah, superpower. To fucking kill Melina. Melina, by the way, who is a very integral... Melina, who is, by the way, a very integral character to the plot. I don't know how you do a sequel without having that character in the film. Very weird choices on characters to kill off, because Kung Lao, Melina... Why didn't she... Pretty important character. Sonya's face. Because she's like, oh, you didn't even have a mark. I don't give a fuck. Which it's like, well, why don't... But then you've sent Kano to go kill her anyway. But you could have just killed her. So, like, okay, that's a fucking horrible plan. I mean, come on. Like, I know that you're not Pat Riley in the, you know, in the fucking mix. Like, so I know that you don't have, like, a strategic game plan. But, like, <laughs> come on. Just give me some fucking yeah, Dilla check. She's not the type of person that's like, well, I guess you're... <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, I don't... I love killing people. This is fun. Like they established that. I'm kind of. She's even. She even like multiple times in the movie is like Shang Tsung. I want to go kill people. Like, why are you only sending Sub Zero? And he's like, the time will come at some point. So like, then she is gonna kill this fucker and is just like, no, never mind. I mean, it'll clearly default to you, and the whole entire point is like to kill everyone who's on this side. You're clearly on their side, but you know whatever. So anyway, um. They fucking murder these, like, they uh, they murder basically all the shitty characters. And then all of a sudden, Sub-Zero shows up out of nowhere, and he's like, come with me. And he shows, like, a lock of um, the Cole Young character's fucking, his, like, wife's hair or some shit. And he's like, <gasps> and he runs, and he jumps in this portal. And then all of a sudden, they're in the frozen gym that he was at at the very beginning of the movie where he got his ass kicked. And he's getting his fucking ass kicked, and he's about to get murdered. He's about to have an icicle shoved through his fucking eyeball. And uh, all of a sudden, Scorpion 
from the beginning of the movie shows up out of nowhere and he's like, get over here. And he shoots the little spear and the really shitty CGI effect happens and they start fighting and the movie keeps on cutting every five seconds. So you have no fucking clue where anyone's at. And then Scorpion, because he's a pussy, has to have Cole team up with him and fucking fight him. <laughs> they double team the shit out of Sub-Zero for whatever reason. And then Sub-Zero gets killed with a really shitty fire effect. And then uh, the movie... I was just like... And then Shang shows up out of nowhere. Raiden shows up and he's like, wow, you guys did good. Congratulations. Now we must be ready for the tournament. And then Shang Tsung shows up and he's like, I'm angry. Rawr. And then, you know... Reason because for some reason Shang Tsung wants to fight all fucking six of these people at once all of a sudden, despite like, where the fuck were you this entire time, you fucking <laughs> jobber? He's- and then, yeah, and then like, he was, he was like us, just trying to fucking finish the pod so we can take a dookie. And like, fucking, all of a sudden he like, oh my god, this movie's so fucking nauseating. And then they're like, oh, Cole, you're going to be the one that recruits the people for the Mortal Kombat thing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I already have an idea of who I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go see first. I'm going to go to Hollywood. And uh, then it shows a trailer, or it shows like a little poster that says Johnny Cage. Johnny and it has Cage. like a movie. So it's like obviously sequel bait. And then like Jeez. the movie basically. The movie one basically. Ends. And it's like, why the fuck would I ever want to see a sequel? Because one, none of the fatalities were cool. They were all done with really shitty as fuck CGI blood. Two, I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. Three, you've already established that Scorpion's a jobber. Not only did I see him get his ass beat once, but he almost got his ass beat twice with someone <laughs> else on the fucking team. Cole yeah. never beat the entire movie one-on-one, so why would I ever root for him? He's bitch-made. He's a fucking coward. He's like Kevin Durant. And then, like, fucking, all these other characters are lame as shit. Like, you killed the only slightly interesting character in the entire movie, which was Kano. You fucking killed Kung Lao, who was kind of cool. Liu Kang didn't do shit. Liu Kang didn't do shit the entire movie. He was, like, a little baby man, just, like, afraid to fucking fight anybody. And then, like, you just kill all the fucking good characters. Like, you're, like, Goro dead. Reptile. Dead. Reptile. Dead. Kung Lao. Dead. Fucking Cabal. Dead. Sub-Zero. Dead. Like, I know that Sub-Zero is going to come back and they're going to do the noob Cybot shit, but it's just like, what in this movie inspires me to be interested in the sequel? What in this movie inspires me with the shitty one-liners that they gave Kano? They'd be like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see what one-liners they give Johnny Cage. Because I guarantee you it's not going to be as interesting. Like, I can't, wait for, I can't wait for them to job out Ermac in 25 seconds. Like, he's a oh. fucking jobber. And fucking right. left them. Like, uh, here, just lose to Rey Mysterio real quick. We'll pay you $25. Like, goddamn. And none of the fatalities were cool. So even the shit that gets you to the fucking gate, you're just kind of like, okay. Whatever. Whenever Scorpion did that fucking flamethrower shit, I was like, you could have done that the whole fucking time. And you waited until the end when he was like yeah. a a pin. Scorpion is supposed to be like the most overpowered motherfucker on planet. Like he's basically Superman. Like you have to write things for Superman to suck. It's the same way with Scorpion. Like you have to write things for him to be dog shit because he's so fucking overpowered. Because he is the definition of vengeance and revenge and blood and guts and all. Like he's just consumed by fucking hatred he hates everything his fucking clan got murdered his family got murdered 
He doesn't really fucking like anybody. He's a weirdo. He's a loner. He just randomly shows up, murders people at the tournament, and then will switch sides on a whim because they guarantee him, like, you'll be able to see your family for 10 minutes. He's like, okay, I guess I'm fine. I'll just, I guess. <laughs> but nothing like, here yeah, is like, I'll, I'll rip out a few spines for that. Fucking, I'll, I'll spit some fucking flames on somebody. Why not? Like, uh, whatever. But, like, none of the character portrayals are interesting. I mean, I guess, like, the, the Sonya actors, like, she's kind of attractive. But, like, it's just, like, nothing about it. Like, was just, like, I was just, like, eh. Which is not what you I want noticed, from a fucking combat movie. I noticed the costumes for Halloween. Like, that spirit Halloween and got all yeah, these costumes. Fucking, it looked like some shit I would have made in high school. And been, like, this is the Mortal Kombat. Like, they even have, when Scorpion is getting his ass kicked and getting murdered in the beginning of the movie, they literally do... Like the the blood thing where he spits out blood, yeah, and the blood spears against like a rock, and I was like, I literally did that at least three times whenever I was making short films in high school. I I swear to God, like I made a fucking Hotline Miami short film in high school, and I fucking had somebody get hit with a fucking golf club and spit blood at the camera lens. So like I was like, holy shit, this is like something I would have made in high school. No no shit, like, and it's like obvious that they're on like sound like sets and like. You're just in the same fucking environments throughout, like, the whole fucking movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, everything builds up to these fights or whatever. And the fights are, like, done in literally, like, a Rocky montage-style fucking thing where it's cutting from each fucking spot. Ten punches are thrown total. And you're just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I don't know who's fighting who. Like, why is everyone just all of a sudden getting murdered at once? Why are these characters dying? Like, why not just save some of this? Like, why didn't you... If you're going to pull from the fucking shitty PS2 era characters, why not just use all of them? Because you don't have to develop yeah. any of them. Literally, you can develop the main cast of characters that are on the Earth side of things, and then just be like, Shang Tsung has brought a fucking cast of characters that he doesn't really give a fuck about, because they're jobbers. So like, if they succeed, cool. If they don't, he, they were the bench warmers anyway. And he still yeah. has his cast of characters, Alina, whatever. And then whenever you develop the fucking first movie... And all the characters from the first movie are developed, like your Liu Kangs and your Sonyas and all that. Also, all that time that was spent on the Cole character that they're clearly not going to use in the sequel because they literally sent him away. Like, all that time could have been spent to, on the characters from the, you know, like Sonya and stuff like that to develop them instead. And, like, then you have a sequel where, you know, you, you don't have to spend any time on the Earth people and then you can just spend all that time on the villains and develop the noob cybot and shit like that and just keep going with it. You know what I mean? And that way you're always kind of at least one foot ahead, but it's like they didn't fucking do that. There's a reason why the first Mortal Kombat game only has like eight characters max because you can't fucking fit 20 of them in there. You can't fit the weird bird lady and Kano and Sonya and Kung Lao and Liu Kang and tease Johnny Cage and Scorpion and Sub-Zero and Raiden and fucking Shang Tsung and cabal and all these like it's too fucking much like you can drop a line or two of dialogue here and there about it and there's certain characters that i don't even think you have to fucking develop at all like i don't think that you need to develop Kano. i really no. don't i think for five minutes you know what the fuck he is you could just show him like murder somebody for two seconds like you could have had a, like a david fincher-esque like cut in where they show like fucking him just like stabbing some fucking person in the stomach repeatedly and Sonya's like put your fucking hands up and then that's it you know and it's like a 10 second thing that just shows like this dude is a fucking ruthless killer that's why he's chained up to the fucking floor you know and she is terrified of what might happen if he gets loose because he's a piece of shit 
So like you could just do things like that. But and I, I don't want to shit on the direction and stuff too hard because it's like this is the first movie the dude made. But also on the flip side, like maybe not make your first movie a Mortal Kombat movie. Like the whole entire movie <laughs> reeks to me of like every once in a while that there's like there's a property that is about to the leases are about to like run out, right? Like Activision released the Tony Hawk game in 2015 and just titled it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Because guess what? If they wouldn't have released a game that year, they would have lost the rights to the Tony Hawk franchise. So they had to release something. So they just will kind of shit something out so that way they don't lose the rights to the property. And so every once in a while, that's why I say if there's ever been a property that means anything to anybody at all, it will be remade into something at some point. Because like RoboCop, Total Recall, Blade Runner 2049, Mad Max Fury Road, these are all movies that were made to different routes, but were all made because that was going to happen. If Warner Brothers would not have made a fucking Blade Runner movie, they would have fucking lost the rights to the Blade Runner franchise, which if they ever decide that they want to do something with at some point, you know what I mean? And then that means that they lose the rights to the original and all that shit. So it's like, it just makes more sense for them to just be like, here's $10 million, make a shitty as fuck other one and we'll release it in theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing with Mortal Kombat. Like they were clearly like, oh fuck, we're gonna lose the rights on this as far as as far as film rights because we haven't made any fucking movies in like twenty five years. Just fucking put some shit out. Oh, okay. There's a dude who's a music video director that we can only pay. We can pay him like a hundred thousand dollars and he'll make the fucking movie. Sick. Like I don't know who any of the fucking actors that were in. I recognized a couple of them from like different movies, like different um kind of martial arts movies like the raid and i mean those are the, that's like the one in shadows and stuff like that there are a couple actors that i recognized but there was no one who i was like oh yeah that fucking guy you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that kind of well, like you and i think that that's why they were like let's not even bother with johnny cage because if we do johnny cage we have to have someone big who's a known name for johnny cage and they just didn't have the funding. And now that this movie is successful, maybe they'll get more funding and the sequel will be good and whatever. And maybe I'll be completely wrong, but I just don't see, I just don't see why you would invest anymore because you just saw that you didn't have to invest anything and people went and saw the movie and were like, fuck yeah. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't I didn't think it was like mid. I don't know if there was fuck yeah, but. I think the response is mixed. I think some people are just like happy it's to like, have like a normal comment. Movie. It averaged. I think it was like a, a and a half out of five. Yeah, like if you enjoy the movie, cool. You know, I don't want like it's the same thing with everything, right? Like if you enjoy like Suicide Squad or like the Little Things or something like Bohemian Rhapsody or like movies that I don't like, like I'm not gonna fucking shit on you for liking something ever. Right, I might tell you that you're fucking wrong, but like, I'm never going to be like, "Wow, I'm really angry that you enjoyed something." You know what I mean? There's a lot of movies that are not super great that aren't for other people that I love. Like, my favorite movie of all time is The Lighthouse. That movie, one thousand percent, is not going to work for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, my favorite director is David Fincher, who made Zodiac and Seven and The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo which are, like, three of the most fucked-up movies of all time. And for some people, the violence and stuff like that is just too much. You know what I mean? Like, for someone that I know that has terrible anxiety, I would not be like, hey, watch Uncut Gems or Hereditary. You know what I mean? Like, there's just certain things that aren't for certain people. 
Um, I think this is less the case. I think this is just a really bad movie. But like, you know, if you enjoy it, good. I genuinely like I wish that I had that experience. I wish that I liked it, too. You know, that's why I'm upset, because I wish that I liked it. I also was like, hopefully I get something out of this, but yeah, to me, it was like sad. Yeah, when I when I say I literally did not enjoy a single element of this movie, I did not enjoy a single element of this movie. There was not a single thing that I liked. Other than, I will say this. I thought the actress that played Sonya tried really hard. I don't think she was awful. I don't think she was good. But I don't think that was her fault. I think it was a fault of the material. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's the only one, and I think the Sub-Zero actor tried too. Because he had the voice down, and he had the menacing... Like, there's a couple actors that I can say can try, that they tried. You know what I mean? Like, I think... The costume was so I think, bad. I think, that the actress, I think that the actress that played Melina, like, her mannerisms of that character, the way that that character walks and talks and, like, you know, all that sort of stuff, like, and fights even. Like, that, that stuff was fairly spot on. But I don't care that it was spot on because it didn't work. Like, at the end of the day, it didn't work. You didn't give that character any meat to chew on. You didn't give it anything to roll with. And, like, you could literally... You could literally MCU the fuck out of this, out of this franchise. Mm-hmm. You could have done a film that was literally just Scorpion and Sub-Zero in the beginning. People would have paid to see that. I guarantee you. And you could have done it small scale. And you could have done it, like, pretty, pretty tiny. You know what I mean? Like, you could have... You could have done that, and then you would have been able to make something compelling. Or you could make a movie that is entirely just the Special Forces stuff with Kano and Sonya. You could do a movie that's entirely Liu Kang. You know what I mean? Or a film that is all Raiden and the Elder Gods. Or a movie... And then you could do these sort of things. You know what I mean? You could have these smaller films. One that's Katana and Shao Kahn and Melina. You know what I mean? Like You can have these smaller films and then build it up to the tournament. You know? Like... Because that's what they do. The game is build it up. They they show you the backstory of these characters. They explain things along the way. Some of them more exposition wise than others, and stuff like that. I think the newer games let things simmer quite a bit and kind of maybe even have a detriment to that. But like, you just want to see. You know what I mean? Like, you want to uh, not only do you want to see cool shit and see it. Like, even if the movie plot wise wouldn't work, like. It could have at least worked on an aesthetic level, but to me, it just looked like a mini series. Like it just looked like a, like a really shitty HBO Max pilot. You know, <laughs> I was kinda, like, it reminded me of some of like the early CGI on like some of those Game of Thrones episodes, where I was just like, this doesn't look super good. You know, like, but the thing that those episodes had going for them when Game of Thrones was hot was the fact that the fucking story was compelling and the characters were compelling, and that's something that this doesn't have. So. Um, needless to say, zero out of five. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about it? I know you wanted to say a couple shitty moments that like really got you. They were fucking in the void and all is like, we just have to fight. We just have to keep fighting. That was such a like 
Okay. After he literally quit. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay, buddy. You tapped out in the first ten minutes of the movie. Guys, we have Don't to keep fighting and quitting. They're like, yeah, you're right. Right, we do have to keep fighting. Yeah, you fucking coward. Like, uh, yeah. uh, Sub Zero's, I think, was always left or just fucked up, and it looked too big for his head. Yeah, it looked very misaligned. And then, what the fuck was with his shoulder pads? It did look very, yeah. I mean, the second that you said it looked like some shit from Spirit Halloween, I was like, that's absolutely what it was. Like, it just looked like it didn't look. I don't give a fuck if it looks like some shit from the fucking. Like, make him look like the Super Shredder shit from the sh- like the PS2 games or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever. Have some fucking artistic liberty. Like, there's been, there's been a thousand of these fucking games. I don't want to see a direct representation of what the fuck the games did because guess what we've done that we've done it at least 20 times and if i wanted to see a direct representation of what the fuck the games did guess what the 95 movie exists you know i get that the 95 movie is rated pg-13 but how the fuck is a pg-13 movie from 1995 somehow more brutal and accurate than a movie from 2021 right I just think it's impossible. Like, I don't think people know what the fuck they're doing when they're when they're trying to like adapt video games. I mean, that's clear from just like the fucking stills we've seen of Uncharted, you know, and like again, yeah. movies like Sonic the Hedgehog and the fucking shitty ass Street Fighter movie from Forever Go and Super Mario Brothers and all these really fucking shitty video game movies. Like, here's what you need to fucking here's what you need to get correct. What does it look like? What is the general feeling of it when you're playing it? Like the general tone. What are some of the basic fucking plot points? And I mean, when I say basic plot points, I mean, what are the three main things that happen? And then, you know, like, that's it. Fill in the fucking rest. If I want to see a fucking Last of Us, if they do a Last of Us, which they're doing a Last of Us HBO show, here's what I want. Focus on the dynamic between the daughter and, and like, Ellie and Joel. Make sure that you have good visual, like, costuming stuff for the zombie-infected, like, clickers. And three, make sure that there is always a pretty consistent, like question of morality and that it is incredibly violent like very very violent those are the only things that matter i don't give a fuck if you directly copy the beginning of the fucking game i don't give a fuck that you were able to find a way to have someone say fatality or flawless victory oh my because God. guess what the plot didn't fucking work and i don't give a fuck that you explain why mortal kombat is spelt with a k I think that's really all we have to say. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's one of those movies, like, obviously I watched it to kind of see what, like, how fucking bad it was, but it was, it's not ever going to be them. I'm like, you should maybe watch that. Don't. Don't watch it. The fact of the matter is that people that want to watch it are going to watch it. 
it doesn't really you know what I mean? Like they're if they're gonna watch if they want to watch it, they're gonna watch it. There's just really nothing you can do. So anyway, um yeah, that was um that was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it was. All right, let's get on to the fun shit. So we came up so if you've been watching or I guess listening to the last um you know, or maybe watching. I don't know. I don't know what you people do. You guys are weird. Um, yeah. If you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, you know that we've been doing something called the draft game. We've done three or four years of the draft game or elements of the draft game or whatever. We've done 2019, 2018, 2017, and then I think we did actors and directors or something like that. I can't remember. We've done, we've done it a bunch of times. So what we were going to do and what we will eventually do at some point is go back and go through all of the 2010s. So the year that we were going to do was 2016, which we will do at some point. However, we're burnt out of just doing years. So this is still going to be the draft game. This is still going to be the thing people have given me good feedback about that they like. But we had two options that I gave him today. I said we can do an auction on upcoming movies that are coming out, which we will do probably within the next week or two. Um, or, the, you know, within the next two episodes. That's, that's um, true. Because it's a good idea. But the one that we settled on is the Make a Movie Draft. Now, if you're familiar with the draft game, you know that there are categories. If I select a category, that means that AJ has to pick a movie, but he can't pick the same movie in the same category or the movie goes bye-bye. So for instance, if we were doing the year 2010, I could pick a movie like The Social Network and I would have categories like Wild Card, uh, Box Office, Drama, and then um, Academy Award, for instance. And I could put this movie in any of those categories, but then it would eat up that category. We're doing something somewhat similar today. We are going to attempt to make a movie. This is basically a fever dream of if we had the money to make a sequel or a reboot or something that we would like to do, what would we do? Here are the categories. You get to pick a director. You get to pick an actor. You get to pick a supporting actor and a supporting um let me restart that. Fuck it. I think I fucked it up. My brain is scattered from yeah. this Mortal Kombat conversation. You can pick a director, an actor, a supporting actor, an actress, a supporting actress, a wild card, which means that you get to pick one other actor that can be in the movie for a minute or can be in the movie for two more hours or whatever the fuck. Um, basically, think of it as like Robin Williams in Insomnia or some of the characters in Parasite or whatever, right? Like just kind of characters that show up in the background. Um, the girlfriend in Whiplash, things like that. Then you get to pick a cinematographer, a writer. Now your writer can be the exact same as your director because there are way too many writers slash directors. For instance, Quentin Tarantino, David Fincher is involved with some of the writing in his stuff. Or you could pick a novelist. You can pick someone who's written a book. So you could pick for instance, if you wanted J.K. Rowling to write a version of Star Wars, you could do that. Um, I don't know why I picked J.K. Rowling. I'm pretty sure she's canceled, but whatever. Um, 
but you can do that, right? You can you can double down, but that's the only category that you can double down in, just because there's so many fucking writer directors. Or you could have the Coen Brothers write the movie, and then have Barry Jenkins direct it or something, right? Um, and then as the final thing, you must pick a property. This can be a property that has had one entry in it. It can be a reboot. It can be a sequel. It can be anything. So you could do a remake of Django Unchained. You could do a Godzilla film. You could do a remake of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. You could do The Elephant Man. You could make a movie of Twin Peaks. You could do Paddington, Moneyball. I'm looking at movies on my shelf. Isn't that really obvious? Good time, American Sniper, and make it actually somewhat decent. Spider-Man. Um, you could do a thousand things. You could do a sequel to Blade Runner 2049. You could do RoboCop. You could do anything that you really wanted. Um, so, with that being said, we are going to do the game. Try to make it as unconfusing as humanly possible. AJ is going to have the first pick Yay. overall. Um, that might giving him an advantage because he's normally loses. So, yeah. um, go ahead and make your selection. Uh, for anything. Uh, go ahead and take for permanent Nolan. Okay. So he's taking Christopher Nolan as director. Why? Um, for the specific movie, I no. think... Yeah, but... I, I thought you were about to spoil what the fuck you were about to do. No. So I was trying to catch you, but... No, no. For this specific movie, I think it should be darker, and I feel like it would be cool to tell it in a different storyline, the way that mm-hmm. he does stories. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's... He has done remakes before. Mm-hmm. Omnia, your favorite film of all time, a remake. So, that's an interesting pick. Hmm. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do director as well. If you have ever listened to an episode... Actually, I'm not going to do director. I'm going to do my IP. Um, The IP that I've selected. So I'm going to go ahead and say a couple of them that I considered because I think it's interesting. I thought of doing a Blade Runner sequel directed by the director Parasite who did that. was an idea that went through my head. Um, I thought about doing Blood Meridian, which is my favorite book of all time. I thought about, just for shits and giggles, doing a um, Mortal Kombat movie, just because I thought it would be funny. I'm not doing any of those. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a remake of Manhunter, which is the first in the Hannibal Lecter series. That is my IP. Manhunter. Mm-hmm. But really the Hannibal series as a whole. But I'm I'm specifically targeting Manhunter. The Michael Mann film. 
Okay. You're in again. So mm -hmm. that save my IP for later. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know that you would want to do that, but, you know, I, now I can't pick an IP. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in me... There's no point in me picking the IP now because you already yeah. have one. I just wanted to... I was um, slightly afraid that you might take that from me, so... So I would like I would like to have Parker as Roger Deakins. Okay, yeah, that's the big money pull right there. <laughs> I had to grab him. I knew either you you might have taken him. So yeah, I was certainly. Um, I was thinking of it, but I don't think I actually probably would have, to be honest. Why'd you pick Deacons? I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious, but. So, obviously, Blake, uh, I didn't, yes, I just had his whole list, but. It's the insane. First, already tell like Nick prisoners, Sicario. Like okay, this is the type of this is the person I want shooting this yeah. movie. If you're gonna oh, pick I one, I might I didn't know he <laughs> Rango. He was I think a consultant on Rango and then he um moved into being like kind of the person who did this oh brother oh the boot yeah. that's crazy i mean basically every cohen's brother movie that's significant yeah um i mean yeah he's a fucking legend all right that's a that's a good fucking choice to be honest um but that means i don't have to pick cinematographer for a while isn't this kind of nice though that once someone take something from you you just don't yeah like you have a backup pick you don't have to worry about them taking it in another category it's kind of yes as, um, not as stressful i think as um i thought it might have been um actor i'm gonna go ahead and do michael fassbender okay um if we're gonna bring michael fassbender back we're going to bring him into the role of Will Graham, um, the, the detective who is trying to catch a serial killer known as the Tooth Fairy, um, who often consults Hannibal Lecter in this series. Um, the thing is, is that you have to find someone who's kind of in their late 30s slash early 40s who is very attractive um, and could kind of pull off that also, that, that heavy intellect, but also a very... Um, dangerous side of things. I think that maybe someone like a... Um, I was looking at kind of my, my normal roster of rotation of actors that I pick for things, which would be Herschel Ali, Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Robert Pattinson, and none of them have this. Um, so Michael Fassbender is kind of the first name that went to mind, plus I know that you're a big fan of his, so um, I wanted to take him because big fan. 
Michael Fassbender. Um, also, uh, Miles Teller from Whiplash was a kind of might might have been up there for. Yeah, I just like his face. Like he has a he has an interesting way of acting with his eyes that would be important for the role. So. I will go. My, so you already took the re- actor. Mm-hmm. My, but I have supporting actor as well, so I can I can still snipe. My, I'm sure that you will pick this person. I am concerned about supporting actress because I just feel a smaller list for me. Yeah. So. Actress Anna de Moss. Go ahead. Put her in the cast for this movie. Okay. <laughs> I can't say what. I have, a, I have a feeling on what I think you're making. You have a feeling? Yeah. You have Roger. Well, you, you, two, you have two people picked that are very integral to a creation of a certain movie from 2017 that I might have picked in our movie draft. Uh, you're already wrong in that thinking. Okay. Well, this is God. It's not one of those movies <laughs> that I would uh, normally... This is a movie Are you gonna, like... gonna fucking just melt my brain at the end by pick, like being like, oh, it's Space Jam 3? <laughs> this is a little movies <laughs> where like, oh, okay, let's remake of that because it's pretty bad. I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyways, I'm taking her as my mistress. And Big then fan. I'll be taking her interest soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know what to pick here now. I'm going to go ahead and do a low ball. I'm going to do director David Fincher. I feel like that was pretty obvious from the jump. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to do a serial killer thing, I want it to be David Fincher. I have literally thought of David Fincher doing a fucking... Um, Mindhunter... You know, ever since Mindhunter came out, the correlation with Manhunter has been pretty tied together. Um, and I just, I not only do I want another season of Mindhunter, for God's fucking sake, um, but I would also just love to see him touch the... I mean, uh, David Fincher is synonymous with serial killer shit, and that is very much on brand for me of being a big fan of movies that have very dark, fucked up shit in them. And there's probably no one who is a bigger... Um, creator of this than David Fincher. Now the problem is though with David Fincher is that obviously Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is supposed to be a series of films and David Fincher often loses interest with what the fuck he's doing, right? Um, So if I wanted to do an eventual Silence of the Lambs sequel it would be very hard to get him to come back. But I don't care 
if I just get the one and done, I'm okay with that. I'm content. So I can live with it. Yeah. Your turn. I would like to. I'm going to go ahead. I don't even know if you would grab this person, but uh, supporting Zendaya. You know, I just got to. I'm so curious as to what the fuck you're making. (laughs) I have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Just just to have her in there. Uh, I don't even know what character. She's, she's supposed to be, honestly. Hold on. This sounds like the most scatterbrained fucking movie I've ever heard in my life. It'll be just... the original. AJ's, AJ's looked up, like, hotactresses.com <laughs> and then was like, if I'm gonna make something, you know, let's just go with it. And so that's what By he the did. End of this, you'll feel like I'd watch <clears> it. I mean, I would just watch it out of pure interest, but I don't know that I necessarily would be like, wow, that's good. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm like, I'll watch it, but don't necessarily turn out to be, you know, for the better. There. Um, God damn it. Now it's my turn again. I was trying to do David Fincher to buy myself time, but um, now I, I don't have time. Um, hmm. You've got my actor. Yeah, I know what I've got, bitch. Actress Amanda Seyfried. Something that is very, um, actually, I'm going to do a fucking swap on this. Amanda Seyfried in supporting actress. Decided to pick your celebrity crush. Yes. Now, there's only really two female roles in Manhunter. Um, have you seen this movie, by the way? No. Going okay, shame on you. Um, there's two female roles. There is the role that is Will Graham's wife, who basically does nothing but just kind of um, look at him for leaving... Um, and going to go pursue pursue this serial killer um, after he's like on like a sabbatical, and uh, there's another character, which is a blind woman that the main serial killer character meets, that he attempts to date, ends up having sex with, and um, eventually gets angry at her talking to other men, kidnaps her. And then locks her in a room, blasting music as loud as humanly fucking possible while she attempts to find herself out of the room, but cannot because she is blind. Fuck. I consider just having Amanda Seyfried in the role of the wife, but I remembered an interview that she did where she said, I'm tired of just playing the wife. It is very clear that she is searching for interesting roles after watching First Reformed and a couple of other movies. So there is really no other more interesting role that I can think of than having someone play a blind woman who is being tortured by a serial killer 
by being constantly reset in a room while a song is playing on full fucking blast for five hours straight. So, fuck it, let's make it happen. So, that would me with... Uh, let's put my act. No, wait, because you chose an actor. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and do some actor Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I don't. Cast is gonna be age-wise a little. I think. Uh, it could still work. I just don't know if it'd work in the same thing as much. You'll ha- you'll know when when I unveil. It. unveil. Yeah. Okay. So supporting Oscar, actor is my supporting actor Tom Hardy. Um. The character of the Tooth Fairy in this is a serial killer who is played by Tom Noonan, who is, like, fucking seven feet tall. He's literally, like, Kevin Garnett height. Um, You need someone who I don't necessarily think is tall, but is just incredibly physically imposing and weird. And I think Tom Hardy has a bizarre fetish of getting incredibly ripped maybe to unhealthy levels and being just incredibly physically imposing. Bane is a great example of this. His role in the warrior is a great example of this. He's been in a fucking shit ton of movies where he just completely transforms physically. And to be honest, you don't need him for that much of the movie. And Tom Hardy is also a very sympathetic person. Like he's, he's very good at drawing sympathy. And not only is he imposing, but he's he's good at that sympathy thing. And I think that he is enough of a fuck it, let's play ball type actor that if he's... Because Tom Hardy's a mix, right? A lot of his shit is good, and a lot of his shit is very, very bad. Um, but I think that he's always up for playing with a role. And I think that he needs a director who's going to be honest with him and someone to play off of that has been in David Fincher movies before because he's infamous for his 99 takes and basically breaking actors. If he's alongside Amanda Seyfried, who has been in Mank, and he has David Fincher to allow him to play around with the role, who will allow him to do a thousand takes of something to figure it out, he can probably find something there. Um, And I want nothing more than to see Tom Hardy go back to the pedestal that he was at around the time that Inception and Dark Knight Rises and Bronson and all those fucking movies like Mad Max and stuff came out because I think he has fallen down considerably in the last five years since The Revenant came out. Um, I mean, he still does stuff like Venom and whatever, but he's not at the top of the, you know, you don't think of great actors of 2020 and then you go, oh, Tom Hardy. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't really been in the conversation for a long time. 
So I would love this. I would love to see him do that because I think it's just like the most ace in the fucking hole, you know, type of role for him. To name Nolan as a writer as well. Yeah. So Nolan. It's very for my interesting. Movie. I said that's very interesting because I don't ever really think of Nolan as like, I think a lot of his best stuff, he did have some sort of creation in the writing, but I think also there's a lot of stuff that he didn't. So the best and worst movies of Nolan's are the ones that he's written. The middle of the road ones are the ones yes. that he didn't write. So you're either going to end up with complete shit or you're going to end up with top tier. I don't know. think that it- be it could be complete shit, but it wouldn't be <clears throat> bad. I'm trying to remake. Okay, I'm so curious as to what the fuck you're doing. Um, I'm gonna do writer as well. I'm gonna do Bong Joon Ho. Um, there is a very bizarre humor to. Um, to Manhunter that isn't in Silence of the Lambs. Um, and there is a perverse humor that has kind of, uh, at the time certainly didn't exist in the movie. But like whenever we watch Silence of the Lambs together, like we're quoting the Buffalo Bill shit and we're laughing at it. So I think someone like Bong would be very good for something like a Manhunter because not only can he make it a multicultural film, he has experience with the sort of serial killer genre because he did Memories of Murder. Yeah. Um, He's culturally important because of Parasite and he can intertangle all these interesting relationships and stuff like that, which that movie clearly showed. Three, he has an understanding of film language. He has an understanding of mixing comedy with the incredibly dark and i don't just want a movie that is super dark throughout because if i wanted that i would just go watch girl with the dragon tattoo so i think having him maybe not even as just like a main script writer because that would just be a pop i mean this is a movie that will never happen i'm just you know obviously we're having fun but like um having him to just kind of also oversee some of the writing process or maybe just be a consultant would help um i consider doing aaron sorkin for it but i don't like a lot of what aaron sorkin has done past the year 2012 um obviously trial of the chicago seven and shit like that i'm not a big fan of so um although it would be you know interesting to have them reunite considering that the social network is the only movie that they ever consulted each other with and made together and that is obviously one of the best movies of the 2010s so um, and my favorite David, my, probably my favorite David Fincher movie. Um, so, yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I think it's just the fact that once you put together a few things, you'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. I'm going to have my wild card as a uh, Wesley Snipes. Because I, I, <laughs> I want him in there. <laughs> what the fuck are you making? I want him in there in the back. Holy shit. 
I have no idea what you're making. I have no fucking clue. I think you'll the pieces when I reveal the main actor. Um, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Okay. Well, I really hope that your main actor isn't the same as my wild card. The fuck. That'd be that'd be weird. Oh shit, that would be bad. Oh fuck, I should have done my main actor. Um oh. I don't think it is. Oh shit. Hmm. I could really uh, fuck what? you, but I don't think I that Wild card cinematographer, actress, and that's it. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because I have two left. <laughs> Can you do if me a favor and look something up? Yeah. Who did the cinematography for Good Time? John Price Williams. Who did the cinematography for Waves? Drew Daniels. Oh, Drew Daniels also did It Comes at Night. Well, yeah, it's the same fucking director, dumbass. I'm going with Sean Price Williams, who did Good Time. The reason why I'm doing it is because I like close-ups on people when they're acting their asses off. There is a scene in the movie where there are multiple actors who are constantly face-to-face. Just like in Silence of the Lambs when Clarice and Hannibal are face-to-face and are talking. That happens like three or four times in Manhunter. So to get those filmed, to get that sort of stuff filmed as accurately as you want... Um, you need someone who's good at the close-ups and can do that uncomfortable kind of anxiety-inducing shit. And also, I'm just curious to see what someone who's worked with the Safties would add to a David Fincher project. So, I could have been really boring and just picked the same. I could have been really boring and just picked uh, Eric Met- uh, Messerschmitt, I think is his name, who did um, uh, Mindhunter. I could have been just really fucking boring and done that, but I just didn't want to. So, or I could have done Jer- uh, Jaron Blaschke, who did uh, the Witch or the Lighthouse, but I don't want the movie in four by three ratio. So, and now for the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Come, Lord Robert Pattinson. I still don't know what you're doing. I knew that that was going to happen. Actor. Actor. Okay. I still yeah. don't know what you're doing. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tie this all together and have like some sort of pitch at the end. What? That makes sense of it. Next. My wild card and actress. I, w- I have wild card and actress left. Should I just I go will- back to back and do both of these real quick? Okay. Um, I get through and say all my picks and see if you get her. 
So my actress was going to be Margot Robbie, but I don't want someone to overshadow Safe Read in the role. So the person that I'm going to pick instead is going to be... Hmm. I didn't do very much thinking about some of these categories before because I was fairly afraid that you were just going to snipe some shit from me. So, which would have scared me. And then I would have peed my pants and quit. And shit. Um, yeah, and then pooed my pants as well. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of people. Hmm. Who's that crazy white bitch from Get Out? <laughs> uh, the daughter. Uh, we know who the mother is. Al- we made fun of it on the Being John Malkovich. Yeah, I just need someone to look very disapproving. That's it. You know, I just need someone to give like. Isn't she Brian Williams' daughter? Uh, uh, Brian Williams, yes. Okay, yeah. Brian Williams, lol. I just need someone who looks very disapproving and that I know is a friend of um, Lena Dunham, so that way they're just like the most unlikable human being on planet Earth. So, because that, that act, like, the main thing for Manhunter that doesn't work for me in that movie is the fact that he has like a fucking amazing house on the beach and like you know his kid and all this shit and like he's just like yeah fuck it i'll just go chase another serial killer and it's like homie why but at least if you have like some nagging kind of insane person that like the audience is kind of already aware as a crazy fucking human being then like um you're kind of like yeah i understand why you'd want to go search for a serial killer instead of be at your fucking house you know, so um, there's some real failing marriage energy that's missing from the original that needs to be here. Um, and David Fincher, again, he's great with failed marriages because he made Gone Girl, which is the best movie about failed ma- marriages. And I almost checked, I almost picked the person from Gone Girl. But then I was like, wait, no, I like that actress because she was in a movie about fucking over old people and oh, yeah. abusing the medical health care system. And she always plays really unlikable characters, but that's too head on the fucking, you know, like slamming a hammer into your skull, which is something they should have done in the Mortal Kombat movie, which they didn't do. <laughs> so I'm going with Allison Williams as an actress because she has a resting bitch face and is unlikable. And that way we know, hey, he's going to leave the house. Yeah, she scares me because she's going to try to kill Daniel Kaluuya, who I love. So shout out to Daniel Kaluuya for winning an Oscar. Shout out to our boy. Just want to throw that out there. Shout out to Anthony Hopkins for stealing an Oscar from Chadwick Boseman. Oh, God. Yeah. I haven't seen The Father, so I don't know if that movie's good, but that was a really awkward turn of events. So Anyway, your turn. Oh, yeah, I do. Wild card, Willem Dafoe. He's going to play Hannibal Lecter. Mm. That's it. And then if I got to do a um, 
if I got to do a Silence of the Lambs sequel, I would probably have. Um, I don't know how I'd have play Clarice because I just don't know who would be good in that role. Um, but I would probably have like Robert Pattinson play Buffalo Bill or something fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> something that was funny to me that I was just like, eh, I have money. <laughs> Why not? Get Jesse Eisenberg to play Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. Or Jared Leto, so he can just ruin the fucking movie. Your turn. Yeah, let me get Robert Pattinson, the supporting actors, Oscar. Anna Darmos, uh, supporting actor. Director, Nolan. Cinematographer, Wesley Snipes. I mean, look at what Patton's Wesley Snipes have in common. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the fuck they have in common. Just reveal it. I'm really annoyed at you. <laughs> Robert Pattinson sparkles in the sun again. Oh, no. As he You're doing fucking Twilight. As he reimagines <laughs> his young love <laughs> and battles over and with Oscar Isaac as the wolf leader. Who the fuck is Wesley Snipes playing? He's Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> oh my god. I so, okay. I oh thought my you meant God. Just, <laughs> I thought you were asking. <laughs> I thought you were asking who he played as, and I said Blade, but then I realized <laughs> why the fuck shouldn't he be Blade in Twilight? <laughs> shouldn't it be like a mixture of those movies? Holy shit. <laughs> Yes, his, <laughs> he plays in Twilight. <laughs> Someone please make a fucking poster. That's the Twilight poster with nothing changed on it at all. But it just has big book fall over the Twilight word. This is blank. Stop fucking laughing. Oh my fucking god. At the bottom, uh, it says, "It says remake, remake Avatar. Just take out Signory Weaver." Signory Sigourney. Sigourney. Holy shit! I put I Peach Twilight slash Blade. Take me weaver out of avatar oh. because of how fucked up the cgi version of oh my god i can't stop fucking crying my eyes hurt holy shit oh my fucking god okay so to to recap aj's movie is twilight 
Blade crossover starring Robert Pattinson, Anna de Armas, Zendaya, (laughs) Oscar Isaac, and Wesley Snipes' Blade. (laughs) And the writer and director is Christopher Nolan, and it's shot by Roger Deakins. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is Manhunter, directed by David Fincher, written by Bong Joon-ho, starring Michael Fassbender, Amanda Seyfried, um, Tom Hardy, Willem Dafoe, and Allison Williams as Resting Bitch Face. And it's shot by the same dude who did Good Time, Sean Price Williams. Um, I'm literally crying. I can't stop. My eyes are fucking watering from how funny that was. Ugh. Holy shit. This is the best episode we've done, and it's not even close. Oh my god, we have to go how, to questions. I don't know why, how that worked so well. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. There's no there's no way that you're not winning that. There's no way that you're not winning that. That's such a fucking trump card. Uh, oh my god, I can't stop fucking laughing. So- that was so good. My eyes are fucking they hurt so much. Oh my god. Was gonna try and do a Suicide Squad remake. Who? I was gonna try and do a Suicide Squad remake. I'm so glad you didn't. Oh my fucking god! All right, question time. Let's, oh my god, I'm I'm still I can't even like see anything because I'm still my eyes are watering so bad. Questions. Question number one: Favorite Mortal Kombat character? I don't fucking know. Baraka. Ermac. Ermac's really cool. Baraka's really cool. Scorpion's I used to really fuck cool. People up with Ermac. Big Kung Lao fan. He's pretty cool, even though he's only got a spinny hat. Katana is my main in Mortal Kombat 11. Is that um, crossplay? I don't know if it's crossplay. Because I just bought it. Did you buy it on PC? Yeah, I just bought it. You should check. Love that fucking game. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, pretty much all the characters are cool. Except for the PS2 era ones. Goro is really fucking cool. Big Goro fan. And um, obviously, you know, the best one is Quan Chi. So. Um, David Fincher. Best movie and worst. Actually, I think next week we're going to do a ranking of David Fincher. Um, still kind of working out how that's going to work. Because I don't think that AJ has even seen all of his movies. But that'll make it more entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's gonna work like this. Like we're gonna have um, you know, it's another idea that I stole from another podcast. Just like I stole all my ideas from the big picture. But um, <clears throat> oh my god, my eyes are still fucking watering. Holy shit! I like cannot get over what the fuck you just dropped. Like the biggest fucking bomb on me. <laughs> um, I can't. Holy shit! Wow. Um. We're going to do a ranking and like the way it's going to work is that we're going to rank the worst to the best and we can both pick a movie that's locked into the top three and you get one veto. <clears throat> um, so that way, and you can use your veto in the top three, but if someone nominates it, you can only nominate another movie to change their mind. But if they decide that they don't want to, then that movie stays in that position. So there's some chaos in the, in the tier list ranking. Um, third question, director that you are excited about. I'm pretty sure we've answered this before. 
Um, Robert Eggers, Ari Aster, Safety Brothers. Yeah, I think um, we did go over that. I would have to say that like most of those as well. Um, Lulu Wang, who did the farewell. I'm kind of curious about what she's going to do next since she's married to Barry Jenkins. I'll, I'll always uh, <clears throat> simp over Wes Anderson. Yeah, I mean we know what the fuck he's doing next, like French Dispatch, but um, <clears throat> yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know all the all the all the good ones. I'm really curious about um what Quentin Tarantino's next movie is going to be since it's gonna, apparently going to be his tenth and final one. So um, I'm just curious what that movie would even look like. Um, there's a lot of directors that have stuff that is going to come out that I'm curious about just because I don't know how well these movies will perform with the advent of streaming and with theaters being closed and all that sort of stuff. So like, um, cause I still don't really foresee a world in which like Dune does well, you know, which then makes mm-hmm. it like, okay, does Denis Villeneuve go back to the drawing board and go back and do like smaller scale movies like prisoners and stuff like that? Or does he get kind of like middle all the road budgets, like something like Sicario or does he do even more bigger stuff? You know what I mean? Even if the movie fucking bombs, like, you know what I mean? Like, or does he make a sequel or whatever, you know? So, um, I think there's lots to be excited because just movies are always changing. Um, Resident Evil 8 question mark. I will be playing it. Um, I won't beat it even within like a month of it coming out because apparently that game's supposed to be long as shit. But I will be playing it. I will be purchasing it. I'll be playing it on a PS4 because PS5s are impossible to find. Thanks, Sony. Um, but, you know, hopefully it's good. Um, the PS4 version looks good. So it doesn't look like that much of a downgrade even graphically from the PS5 version. So um, I'll be playing it regardless. What about you? You going to play some Resident Evil 8? I'm going to play, yeah, Resident Evil 8, but I'm looking forward to just playing M- <clears throat> MK11 every night until I beat the story. I've been playing some Disco Elysium, which I can't wait to talk about at some point. That's so, that's so bad. Like I, I just watched that movie, and I was like, this fucking sucks ass. I need to go play this game now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least something good came out of it. Did you get all the DLC and stuff, or did you just get the base version? Uh, shit. Uh, probably just there's a base DLC. Version. Okay, so like the base version has a pretty good story and stuff, but the DLC, there's a DLC called Aftermath that came out like May of last year, and it has a story expansion, and it adds a couple characters. Um, it adds Robocop, Shiva, and one more that I can't think of. And then there was a combat pack that had, it added uh, the Terminator, Joker, um, Nightwolf, Shang Tsung, Sindel, and Spawn to the game. And then there, there was a third combat pack, that, or like a third DLC that came out in November of last year, which added Rambo, Melina, and Rain. So... And then I think Shao Kahn is like a DLC pre-order bonus or whatever. That's kind of but cool. I bought the game day one. Huh? So that's kind of cool. You can play as Shao yeah. Kahn. 
So there's a lot. I mean, even the base version of the game for like probably what 10 or 15 bucks is like pretty. There's a lot there. But the ultimate version is just like a staggering amount of content. Because with the ultimate version, you have like the main story is like probably eight hours long. And then um, the DLC adds like three hours to that, two to three hours. And then there's the like typical arcade ladders, which if you do all of those will take you like four hours or five hours. And then there's the online stuff and then there's the towers, which is how you get your gear and all that shit because it has kind of like the Injustice 2 gear system um, <clears throat> where you can like select perks and stuff like that that add like special abilities and shit and like upgrade certain moves and stuff like that. Um, although it's a little bit more balanced than Injustice had. So... Um, it's pretty good. Um, and then if they were to make a video game movie slash TV show, what would you want it to be? Um, video game movie slash TV show. I don't want them to make any more fucking video game movies ever again after this shit. But um, <clears throat> I wouldn't hate to see... I think that they should probably focus on more smaller like indie stories that can be told in about two hours. Yeah. Because... Just you can't really focus on video games. I would like to see HBO or like Netflix or somebody do a Red Dead Redemption TV show. Would be kind of cool. I'd like to see a mini series that's like. Um, I think we talked about Fallout too. Yeah, Fallout. I think I think Apple TV is doing that. Um, I'd like really? to see. Yeah, I think that they greenlit that like a while ago. Um, <clears throat> there's some other stuff that I'd like to see. I mean, like, there, there's been some successful stuff, like Castlevania, the show on Netflix was pretty successful, and um, I think Heavy Rain could be a really cool TV show that might even benefit from just being, like, a TV show instead of a movie. Um, Uncharted, you couldn't do, because it's basically just Indiana Jones. Oh, it's Amazon that's doing it. I think I would like to see, if, if I was going to see someone do it, I would like to see... Um, I'd like to see like Grand Theft Auto 4 get translated into a miniseries because I think that that's the most as far as video games that translate really well to movies or TV shows I think that that might be the, the most like the one that could probably translate the easiest because not much happens there's just like not a lot that happens in GTA 4 um, other than like a heist you know but like it's a pretty easy translation because a lot of it is just people talking in cars and there's not that much crazy shit that happens in Grand Theft Auto 4 that's like unrealistic or would be difficult to translate to TV so um, what about you though what would you like to see um... <clears throat> other than a good Mortal Kombat movie well Definitely no more. I guess that it wouldn't be a video game. I was gonna say no more like Star Wars random shit. Maybe the I mean the Mandalorian has been pretty good so far. I feel like I don't know what they're gonna do with, with the rest of it. Uh, the Obi Wan series looks promising. I think. Uh. Benny Safdie and Obi-Wan. That's real fucking weird. I think they already tried to do Resident Evil. So 
I'd like to see Resident Evil, but I don't. I wouldn't like to see it by the same people who made the movies. I know what I want. Silent Hill. Give it to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you want to make if you want to make a GTA Four and do a if you want to make Grand Theft Auto into a TV show, give it to the Safdie brothers. They already filmed New York. They did it in Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems has a very similar feeling to GTA 4. Um, and then as far as just weird shit, I don't know. You could do uh, you could do Inside or something. Like Inside or Limbo. Just give it to somebody as like a 30-minute Netflix short or something. Um, there's a lot you could do. I mean, Red Dead would be great. Just a lot of, I feel like a lot of the kind of like third person from behind the back sort of like um, somewhat open world games would be kind of cool. God of War would be interesting, but I don't know how you tell that story because you'd have to do the first three games, which are difficult. So um, I don't know. They pretty much done everything that I was interested in and then just made it completely suck ass. So um. Disco Elysium would be interesting, but it's another, it's another thing where it's like a lot of the games that are really, really good that I like are interesting because they're interesting games, not because they translate to something else. So um, I think that's it for this episode. We were trying to aim for an hour and that was going to be it, but we went way over and went to an hour and 45. So yeah. Um, anything to add? I think so. Woohoo. I think that's it. Bye. Bye bye. No bombs on our head this time. Yeah, luckily. Yay, except for the big I... poop I'm about to drop in T minus 10 seconds. Uh oh. <laughs>